Hey, did, did you get an extra? Did you get a groaner? Because I only got one. Or, or did you get one too? Yeah, I, I've got one of my own. Okay, so we're one together. So I'll mention Jens yeah. and then you can do yours and kind of go from there. All good. All good. Hey, and uh, just want to get your head straight. Don't I know you got hassled by Jason <sighs> during the yeah. week about You're giving right. up what the the animal is for the next <sighs> season. You know, just kind of keep your head on straight. I know. I know it's difficult. It is because it's so close to year end, and I could get that screwed up. You're absolutely right. I know. Okay. All right. I think that's. I think we're ready. Let's go for it. Hey everybody, it's the Bro Show. Yeah. Hey. hey. My name. Mm. My name's Jerry, and my name is John. We are actual brothers. We do a show, a podcast, audio, every Saturday, usually around eight o'clock. Wouldn't you say, John? Yeah, eight o'clock. That's a you know, it's about the time we yeah. do it. It'll and we talk right about now. four things. We talk about four things. One thing we talk about is an animal. Each season has an animal. That animal this season is the tiger. Mm. And this is our last show where we're going to have a tiger story. So that's, yeah. that's exciting and sad. We're going to miss the tiger. Number sure. two, we have we have a word. In this case, mm. it's more like a phrase, but a word, and that and. Mm. That word came up while we're doing research. Next thing is we have a major topic, which is usually called two takes, because we kind of have different ways of looking at stuff. Lastly, but not leastly, we have two groaners. Sounds good. Yeah, that, that's what's up. That's what's going to happen. Hang on. You know, don't get dismayed. If there's a segment you don't <laughs> like, another one will come that you probably won't like either. <laughs> 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 oh, you you've listened to too many shows. I have, sure. I have. I've been involved in all of them. <laughs> you, can't, <laughs> you can't escape it, can you? You just you gotta no, be in there. Yeah, it's like Chicken Man. It's everywhere. <laughs> all right. So hey, hey, we have a, we have a sponsor. To, oh no, we we have a shirt. We got a shirt. We, we got to wear. What are you wearing? Uh, well, I'm wearing Season of the Whale. It's one of my favorite shirts, and it's about a year ago at this time that I um, unfortunately almost got suspended from the show by breaking the news of our new uh, season, the animal yeah. of the new season, something yeah. which I've been forewarned innumerable times uh, yeah. over the last week or two to make sure you do not mention the name of the animal for 2023, the first half. So yeah, I'm those season of the yeah. win. Yeah, those those bastards in in production. I tell you, I feel for you. Yeah, yeah, it's rough, John. Uh, so I'm what do you wearing. Got? What do you got? I'm wearing. I'm wearing a celebrate T-shirt. The green one, though. Celebrate. I have two of them. Ooh. I have a gray one and a green uh-huh. one. Yeah. So it, it's good. It's a brochure T-shirt, of course, with you and I featured on it, and you know it 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 implores the viewer of said T-shirt to. You know, celebrate. Be thank yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Well, Sibling rivalry, too much coffee, not enough med- meds. <laughs> That's a pretty funny one. That's good. I like that. Yeah. So, hey, listen, yeah. we got a we do have a sponsor, and it's uh, the the sad note mm. is that this will be the last week we have Big Cat Big Big Cat Rescue mm. as our sponsor. Uh, a wonderful non-for-profit organization. Their mission is to basically stop the abuse of cats, uh, make sure that uh, that they are their advocates for uh, making sure that we keep these cats in existence. 
And their main thing is they already have a sanctuary. They physically care for these animals. And they do all kinds of cats, tigers, which is, of course, uh, the one for our, for the for the season of the tiger. But uh, it's really a good organization uh, founded yeah. by Carol Baskin, who's been in the news off and on recently. And I want to also point out that uh, the uh, Bro Show has, at the end of this, just as part of, we gave it, I gave a donation um, oh. to to the, the Big Cat Rescue. Oh, and, excellent. Um, yeah, made a little note, made sure that Carol know, knew that it was coming from us. So Good. I'll be interested to see if she responds to that. And they got something that we all really like, and that is swag. They've got some incredibly good merch. Oh, yeah, they do. You know, they, these guys, that's what we look for when we look for an organization. They got to have T-shirts at least, bare minimum, I'd say. Yeah. And yes. These guys have a, a variety of T-shirts and other items you know that people need in their everyday lives and they also have a 30th anniversary selection you can choose from links to everything i just mentioned and john just mentioned are in the show notes that's Mm -hmm. where we are with that i hear paper paper rustling there must be something going on oh sorry excuse me mr producer that's me i I, at least i know i my nose i I didn't know you weren't (laughs) you weren't blowing your nose on show notes (laughs) no i wasn't no, you have a very warm, emotional relationship with inanimate objects like paper. No, you do. We got a tiger story. We do have a tiger story. And we're finishing, I think, on a very a very good story. It's it's a bittersweet story we tell, but it's it's incredible. It's you know, we quite often say BLT and we get hungry. Well, this is another BLT. Yeah, it's bear lion tiger. What we're going to be talking about is a friendship that's almost impossible to imagine, whereby uh, three animals, a bear, a lion, and a tiger, formed a friendship. And they formed it under adverse circumstances. Uh, back in ni- uh, 20, uh, 2001, a drug raid was made in Atlanta. And uh, in addition to finding drugs, they found three abused animals in cages, one a lion, a tiger, and a bear. And what they mm. found was that these these animals were very close together, even though they're in cages, and they created a friendship under the conditions they were, you know, the adverse conditions led to a strong bonding. So these animals were put to really, I mean, they abused as an understatement. Mm. Some of the things. It really that, is. Yeah, we, we could give, do the whole show or the section just talking about the abuse. That would be sort of a downer. But totally. um, yeah, so what happened, though, is that they, uh, the police came in, and eventually they made their way to Noah's Ark uh, Animal Sanctuary, also located in Georgia. And they found that when they got there, they said, well, let's kind of keep these animals. You know, we, One of the things you have to understand is these animals moved from a very adverse condition, not knowing where they were going to go. So they immediately, they still hung together because that's all they had really going for them, this common bound. Bond. And so they kind of kept them together for a little while and then, well, what? let's just keep them together. And sure yep. enough, it's incredible what you see uh, as these these animals, uh, there's pictures of them. And I, I showed a picture of this to somebody that said, oh, that, that was Photoshop. That, that, that's not real. That's no, how it's real. It's, it's, it's it, real. It, it is real. I mean, there's so many of these. Yeah. And w- what you would think would happen would be that after a while, when they understand that they were in their favorable conditions, 
that this friendship would kind of, you know, lessen and they wouldn't be as, as friends. But this is a long term relationship that existed yeah. and went for over 15 years. Yeah. Um, and it's it, but, the, you know, of course, somewhere along the line, uh, you know, a, a friendship has to end. Yeah. And clearing up yeah. the lion, they realized the people at the sanctuary, the lion had some problems, did some exploratory surgery, found out that it had a liver that its liver was not functioning. And yeah. what they decided to do, even though it was under anesthetic, they decided that they needed to provide, they needed to, to give the other two animals an opportunity to say their final uh, goodbyes to the lion. So they revived the, 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 the lion, brought him back in. And I don't, they don't necessarily know how much they knew, of course, that this lion was hurting. They didn't know it'd be the last time, but sure enough, uh, they made their, their, you know, they they made their final parting of ways, and yeah, they cuddled the other one animals. last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah the one last cuddle. It, you know, also uh, after the lion passed, they made a little statue of the lion out on the grounds where uh, the bear and the tiger hung out, and uh, they showed video. I got a link to the video about these guys, and there's also a link to an article about them. But it showed the bear uh, nuzzling up against the statue and licking it. He knew it was oh. supposed to be the lion. Yeah. They're very smart animals. You know, these are these are three exemplary, not just predators, but wonderful animals. And, you know, only the lion is very sociable. The, right. The other two are solitary. But they're also yeah. extremely smart. Bears are smart. And uh, also tigers are incredibly smart. And of course, lions are no slouches either. But they have like a more of an emotional intelligence, you know, social intelligence. Mm -hmm. But uh, the three of them, they just they, they just bonded. You couldn't separate them. And there was. You know, it just gets me to thinking, John, that, you know, if these three animals can under adversity can bond and form a bond for life, why can't uh, Democrats and Republicans get along? You know, it is really pathetic when you take a look yeah. at it. Uh, the, the, you know, I think one thing that works in the favor is that they had a, a condition, a, a circumstance where they had a common commonality was the fact that yeah. they were threatened. They were very threatened. Yeah. And I unfortunately, quite often we, we look at things as, as humans and say, well, you know, we, when COVID came about, what happened? For some reason, politics didn't quite seem to be as important as other things like the mere survival. Yeah. yeah. And um, maybe, and you know, and, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> that? Oh, yeah. What an arm. What an arm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to go any further than that. Let's not go any further than that. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. So, other point being that, uh, w w as we take a look at the, uh, you know, our, our future as it relates primarily to weather, could be the the, the the big factor that might bring people more together. It's, it, but you would think there would even that at this point, we yeah. reach reach times where we we need to think about together collectively, come up with best thoughts, best practices, but yeah. it just doesn't seem to happen. So. Amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm stumped. I'm stumped by it also. And I I share your puzzlement. And yeah. that said, uh, I am going to take to heart what I've learned from this wonderful article and video. I encourage everybody else to see it. Bring some Kleenex, some tissue, facial tissue yeah. with you. You will need to drain the horn every once in a while. Hey, we got hey. we got a weird word. And why don't you yeah, tell us do. about this one? Uh, what happened was that I do this Hallmark uh, a Christmas movie report and I look up certain people and I found a, a unique 
feature or a condition which this uh, one of the actors has, and it's called superior autobiographical memory. The definition of that is it's the ability to remember events from one's life lives with an incredible high level of detail. So uh, to give you an example, that means for if you said like what happened on, uh, you know, December 25th, your birth, your Christmas uh, in 1960, a person could give you uh, what day that was, what day of the week they could give you what they were wearing what they ate for dinner, all that stuff. Now you say, you know, has that been do- documented? Well, there is a group at the University of California, Irvine, who uh, reported this condition, were able to, to, you know, determine that it was legit. This wasn't, you know, people like doing something that you see on a, on a, on a magic show and with, with memory. And yeah. uh, the woman that I remain into that had this uh, was Mary Lou Henner, who was a star on the uh, on a TV show called Taxi, and yeah. uh, since then she has actually become a good supporting actress on Hallmark Christmas movies. She's been in four of those, but her big thing in Hallmark was being the mother of um, Candace Cameron Bure when she played the, uh, the librarian Aura Teagarden in the mm. Library Mystery series, and she was in eighteen of those. So she's got, you know, she's got some more recent stuff that she's done. But what really kind of fascinated me was the fact that she's done one of those, an evening with Mary Lou Henner show that she'll go all the way around. And part of her show is to actually have somebody, people in the audience name out and throw out a date and then she'll tell what she did that day. Yeah. So in the process show. Yeah. And in the process, also talk about stuff that happened that day that everybody knows about. You know, kind of, you know, or may not remember. Anchor it, yeah. Anchor it with yeah. some crazy, with, with some real, yeah. you know, uh, stuff. Either everybody could look up. Uh, yeah, it just checked how legit. Yeah, and this is, is not this is not a Kreskin kind of thing either. Yeah, it's, that's what I'm talking about. That's the magic part. I mean, you know, the, it, this isn't yeah. like this is a Johnny Carson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John, how many people? Ha- how many people really have this condition? Is it rare or what? It's pretty rare. I mean, I've read anywhere from sixty to as little as less than ten. It's hard to say. I think it depends upon whether you're talking conditions that have been done and they're alive or people that are alive. People you, wait a minute. In the United States. Those are percents. Those are percents you're talking about. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. We're talking six individuals. Absolute, absolute numbers. Yeah. But Ew. I think 60, I think 60 is more would be the, 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 the number I would hang my hat on. Okay. And uh, but I mean, this is something that, you know, uh, that has been pretty well documented by. Uh, you know, university scientists, this and that, whatever. Yeah. So uh, it, it sounds pretty good. So yeah, so that's, wow. that's the word. Wow, that is that is fascinating. Uh, I did not know this a thing existed. This this ability. I remember Mary Lou Henner from uh, uh, Johnny Dangerously, the uh, Michael ah. Keaton movie. That, yeah. That's a really you know I want to watch that again. I don't consider it a Christmas movie, but it seems like a good movie to watch over Christmas. You can probably latch Christmas onto a lot of movies. We've done that before. Oh, yeah, we have done that. And that now more than just Die Hard. Okay, okay, we got to move on. We got to move on. We got two takes to do, right? So, listen, uh, what we decided to do was take a look exactly. Here we are at year end and taking a little look back on how our week has gone as it relates to uh, 
and holidays, uh, yeah. holidays, this and that, and getting ready for New Year's. And this is a time that's pretty busy for all of us, and specifically for me. I'm just now in the edit uh, status or can, of my Hallmark movie report, and I was able mm. to see all 40, in addition to probably with all their competition and everything, I saw probably closer to 80 movies. Some, you know, Lifetime, some Great America Channel. I even actually went out and watched one uh, on, uh, in the theater this year. So I am going to be getting my Hallmark report out. We did already. I'm not going to go through a lot with respect to the movies because we've already done one preview. So we will mention when the report is done. I, you know, do the typical thing I've done every year. This will be the sixth year of doing the report. I give the best mm. Hallmark movie, the worst Hallmark movie, a Lifetime Achievement Award. So I consider the, the the one who's really contributed the most to Hallmark, and yeah. So, but you'll find some uh, you'll find some interesting Hallmark news in it. You know, I, I well, dish out a, I dish out a little bit of dirt. I don't want to say more than you, that. You know? you, yeah, tease a little teaser. <laughs> but, you know, one little one little thought I had on this. You know, uh, I know you, the you look at this as kind of like, well, let's talk about what we did over Christmas. I view this segment as an intervention. Uh, part way through the week you know you were like almost getting frazzled trying to celebrate the holidays because you have so many things you have to do and even if you just did your holiday report alone that would have worn me out because how many movies did you watch well like i said i i there's 40 movies and i those movies i should i get done with by december 18th but what? there's a couple of things going on. Yeah, that's when the last I can 40 movies. theoretically 40 movies. Yeah, but they start in, Oct- on, in October. So uh, oh. when it comes to what happens during the Christmas week, I feel compelled to maybe the particularly the movies that I've put in my that I've given best this and that whatever to that I'd really note in the in the report. I feel that if they come up again, I'm going to watch parts of them just to kind of get. And the other thing to, to get down the details, there's one yeah. thing I've learned, and that is. Hallmark movies are like wine. They get better with age. The second oh, time really? around, they... Oh, yes. Could could that yeah. be possibly because you're doing two other things while you watch the movie? Very often. <laughs> and I don't have could to watch be? it that closely? Uh, well, you do kind of know what's going to happen if it's, if it's a Hallmark hey, movie, but... Let me, let me tell you, people complain. They say to me, with the Hallmark movies, they say, they're, you're going to know what the end result is. What, what's the big deal here? And I point out two things. Number one, when you know something, it gives you comfort. When you know where, you know, what the end result is going to be, you're not going to be shocked like we were <laughs> with the weather this last Christmas. And we were shocked. Yeah. With it. Well, when Hallmark movies, you don't have that. The other thing is it isn't where you end up. It's how you get there. And Hallmark, oh. a lot of times they do a very good job of, you know, getting there, particularly that last half hour after this moment of tension. They find a way of pulling the whole thing together with a happy ending. Now, with with Hallmark, most of the time it works. But let me tell you, I picked the worst movie based upon them failing <laughs> in that miserably. Really. So, <laughs> yeah, so that's something I always look forward to. But, you know, uh, I also like to we, we talk about some. I don't get a lot of presents, but I find that the way that you can your best present it's quite often the present you can give yourself. So I just oh, yeah. go out and get something I want and say, hey, this is my Christmas present. And by the way, this is my best Christmas present. <laughs> yeah. So, well, you know, so it's like masturbation. Sometimes you have to do it yourself. 
Oh, well, let's let's just stick with stirring Bad coffee, example. okay? Yeah, self, I have a well. This is a self-stirring coffee cup. Maybe it, it self doesn't. Oh, this is <laughs> see, well. see what I mean? See what I mean? You're bad. Thank you. Thank you so much. Tell tell oh, how it works because well. this is this is a truly interesting gift. Yeah. So what it is, it's got, and maybe you can explain the op, how it actually works uh, with yeah, the stir. Yeah. Yeah. It's battery operated. Uh, you know, and we use these in organic chemistry a lot. And what it is is. Uh, if you have an Erlenmeyer flask or, or a beaker and you have a solution you want to keep in suspension, what you do is you put a little bar magnet in it and or a piece of metal in it that's magnet, ma- magnetizable. And then underneath it, you twirl, you have a motor that twirls a bar magnet and the metal inside the beaker mirrors the movement of the magnet, the motorized magnet below it. So it stirs the stuff in in solution to keep it in suspension. So it is a solution. And they took this exact same technology and used it for a coffee mug, an insulated coffee mug with a sippable, closable top. Right, John? Yes. Yes, and it keeps it very warm so you don't have to worry about it. And it's pretty big. Uh, I would say that since I put a lot of crap in my coffee with creamer, creamer has a tendency to, to go to the Creamer bottom. in quotes, in quotes, because it has no cream. Go ahead, John. It has no cream in it. I mean, this is mystery cream at best. <laughs> um, and the whiteout the go. Other thing oh, goes it's in John's coffee. <laughs> so, sorry. During Christmas, you also, I sometimes put eggnog, and that, that takes a deep dive. I mean, that just Ooh. goes right to the bottom. So every time you get ready to sip, all you do is push this little button, you mix it up a little bit, and you're ready to go. So, yeah, and if let's say you're going to make hot chocolate and you want to put some whipped cream in it yeah. and to give it that kind of frothy look and also to, to get that the texture, this is mm. the way to do it. So all wow. good. You use it for so, all these things. Yes. Ooh. So... I guess my big highlight that I did is I had a Christmas. I, I do Christmas with just a bunch of friends who, uh, some of them have to work, you know, close to Christmas, et cetera, so they don't get a chance to go home. And so usually on Christmas Eve, or Christmas Day, about five o'clock, we all get together and do a potluck Christmas down at a place where we've actually recorded the show. Yeah, before. twice. And that's where the infamous uh, concert took place, too. Yeah, yeah Back absolutely. many moons ago, which I uh, constantly hear about people asking. Yeah. I was, uh, somebody will say, I was there, and I, I said, there. Oh, were you really? Sorry about that. Uh, Turns out and... they weren't, probably. <laughs> they probably weren't there, <laughs> <laughs> oh. And so... What I did is I have to, I prepared a spiral cut ham for the first time, and it all went very well. But I think the highlight of it is, by the way, some of the participants in this grouping are people that are there. We have an active listener, Jason uh, Otto, who was part there, and he's also the one who I mm, leaked the, mm, the shirt oh. yesterday. And mm. uh, we have a person who was actually on the show many, many years ago, Brett Pontani. Uh, were there and what the highlight of it were, for me was was to do Christmas novelty songs because we had touch tunes which means on your phone you could basically uh, interact with the the, the jukebox and re- and play anything you want so we were trying to top each other with respect to the most ridiculous Christmas novelty songs you know we we know the common ones are like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer or Frosty the Snowman. But there's a lot of other ones out there that people don't remember or they need to be reminded of. Yes. So 
you remember like the chipmunks is a good example so we decided oh, yeah. to pick our favorites and i would say that my and if you don't mind me going first yeah, uh, go for it and then you go can give it. your i personally like one called i want a hippopotamus for christmas you yeah. remember that don't you yeah. oh yeah oh, <laughs> that nah. came out in 1953 i found out that uh the, the the little girl who performed this is from oklahoma city and oklahoma uh city zoo decided to take one of their hippopotamus hippopotami and named it matilda and that was supposed wow. to be the one that this little girl would would, would receive or you know they did a contest etc but apparently some of the proceeds from the the song provided or given as a donation to the zoo i thought that was pretty nice so mine wow, is the hippopotamus nice. song so you got one to lay on us i do and unfortunately there's a little controversy surrounding this song and it's called jingle bell rock um, oh yeah okay. yeah let yeah this is this is very interesting stuff now you're gonna usually you would say well you know when when was it recorded? What happened? All that kind of stuff. All right, here's the deal. 1957. That's when the song was first released, and the singer on the song was Bobby Helms, a uh, well, a pretty well known country singer at the time, who went on to record quite a bit. Uh, now, here's where the controversy starts. Who wrote the song? All right. Well. Two, yeah, I mean, I almost said Yahoo. Sorry about that. Two people, uh, Joseph Carlton Beale and James Ross Booth, uh, both claim to have written a song, neither of whom are really musicians. One guy writes ad copy. The other guy maybe was in the room or something. <laughs> and, and so they they claimed authorship. And therefore, all throughout these decades, they've been collecting money off of this song. But there's a different story. The real story is, according to the musicians, who I believe, because I am a card-carrying member of the union. So here's the deal. They said, no, no, no. These guys did not write the song. And, and so Bobby Helm said, I wrote the song along with the guitar player on the song. And everybody remembers that guitar part. Pretty prominent. Yeah. yeah. He said, actually... The original song was Jingle Bell Hop, and this was a song Sweet. given given to us by the producer of this uh, song, and we thought it was a shit song. So we didn't want to record it. We completely got new music, wrote our own music for it, wrote our own lyrics for it, oh. wrote our own bridge for it that was different, and recorded it, and it was Jingle Bell Rock. It was not Jingle Bell Hop at all. In fact, we did mention the Jingle Bell Hop in the song, and that's the true story of who wrote the song. These guys, they disputed the ownership of this song until all four of these gentlemen were deceased. Wow. I'll tell you, I just have to, if you don't mind, just one quick yeah. comment, and that is yeah. that I rent out the other songs. I, this is not unusual, because guess what other song is on my novelty list that had the same problem? What's run that, Rudolph, John? run, run Rudolph, Chuck run. Berry. Yeah, Chuck I Berry. got written in here in my notes that he wrote it, and that's who really wrote it. But they, he is not on the record as writing it because it was too close to the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, and that guy gets co uh, gets credit for it. Yeah, completely different pretty song. Pretty, yeah, I know. Tell me about it. 
Oh, well. Well, you know, Chuck Berry in his lifetime did not get a lot of breaks. No. And some of them, he, he did seem to survive. And some of the, some of the stuff that happened to him was well-deserved. And, but a lot of it was not. And that's one of the knots. So anyway, yeah, not we're that right. Getting, yeah. We're getting a little carried away now, but we sure are. We can do that so easily. Yeah. Well, let's move on then. Uh, anything else yeah. you got to say about your, your crazy Christmas? No, I think the, you know, we could talk, uh, like I said, a whole show on about the, the, the 12 I came up with, but I think we hit some of the highlights there. And uh, I, do. I, I like your routine and I admire it. You know what we're, you're doing, you're filling space. As you get older, you have fewer people to celebrate. Natural process. And yeah. uh, also, it's not as easy, oh. easy to get around. And this Christmas, if you were going to fly somewhere, forget it, right? So, Oh, yeah. I mean, that was a good call. I actually had a chance to go out. with, and be, Even the weather affected the Amtrak. They canceled. Yeah. And so I was going to take a train out to my sister-in-law's, but I could have. But yeah, I uh, I think this idea well, we called it the battle of the Christmas songs. Like two different people back and forth, we had as we're eating on the potluck down at the Clark Street Alehouse, and uh, and I just tried to keep up with another guy who was you know every once in a while putting a punk Christmas song in there too, just to kind of make a little variety. Oh, Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah there were some good ones. <laughs> there were some good ones. Oh boy! All right, dude. Hey, I think we I think we're ready for something. Groaners, groaners, all groaners. groaners. Groaners are provided to us by Vincent Anthony Lauder Jr. He usually provides us with two. He he gives us a chance to look through a few of them, and I've got one. And I hear that our producer has got has one, so I'm going to get a chance to to screw up and not get that one. And here's the one I've got. Okay, here we I'm go. The producer, for the record, so let's go. On. Oh, are you? Okay, okay. What do you got? What do you call? Friends you have dinner with. What do you call friends you have dinner with? Friends. Well, if it's if it's Hannibal Lecter, it would be dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Main Funny. course. Main course. Uh, taste of buds. Oh, I like that one. That's good. I, yeah, that was that Vince. He came through. He delivered on that one. Yeah, it has okay. the right blend. It has the right blend of cleverness. And also corniness, you know, there's a blend. Little, yeah, it is. Yeah, there's a blend. It's a little hard to guess, though. I think that's one thing it doesn't have going for it. I mean, but you're absolutely right. It's it, it's catchy. I'm gonna I'm gonna so. give you a hint on this one that I have. Okay. Okay. If I was good at it, and, and I don't want to insult any Italians or Italian Americans, I should ask you the question of this groaner with an Italian accent. Okay. okay. That's the that's the hint. That's the hint. All right. So here is the question, and I'll do it without the accent. What do you call a cat wearing a flannel shirt? Shirt. Ah, I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I, All I right. Can't here it is. But a platypus. Platypus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Plat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sugar. Yeah, yeah, See, yeah. If, yeah. If you speak with an Italian accent, a you say a platypus. A platypus. Yeah. I like it. It, it. It's, yeah, yeah. it's probably more fun to, to try to say the answer. Yeah, that's where, that's where the fun comes in on that one. Got and it. then you All say, right, of dude. course, rats. <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Hey, listen, we survived the show. We, we survived Christmas. What more can we ask for? 